that vile fiend! Dad, that's his crotch. Oh, sorry. <laughs> This is the Extra Hot Great Podcast, episode 55 for the week, October 31st, 2011. I am Gravedig T. Cole, and I'm here with Ghost Reed, Boo, and Tara Scariano. Welcome, everybody, to our special Halloween episode. This episode, we are running down our all-time favorite Simpsons Treehouse of Horror segments. Indeed. Yes. We have a very scientific process that we we went through. (laughs) Each of us ranked our favorites from 1 to 10, and we weighted those, combined the scores, and this is what's spitting out. So we're going to be counting down our... Favorite Simpsons Treehouse of Horror epi- uh, segments. Segments, not episodes, because episodes are... Uneven. Uneven. Absolutely. So, here we go. Number 10. It's a story of murder and revenge from beyond the grave. It all started on the 13th hour of the 13th day of the 13th month. We were there to discuss the misprinted calendars the school had purchased. <laughs> oh, lousy smart weather. <laughs> <laughs> uh, that classic line is from Nightmare on Evergreen Terrace, which is from Treehouse of Horror 6, I believe, from season 7. Um, the, the, uh, the one the one number difference between the season and the Treehouse of Horror thing really seems like something that should have been corrected at some point. Just like skip a number. Just yeah. Get us back on track. We'll write it you? into the script. Yeah, exactly. Do a time travel episode. Yeah, sure. Exactly. Once, yeah. Um, this would be the takeoff on the uh, Nightmare on Elm Street series with groundskeeper Willie ably filling the shoes of Freddy Krueger. Um, the highlight of this whole segment to me is the one that starts there with lousy smart weather, but it's <laughs> the it's the PTA uh, meeting. Yeah, you love and, a PTA yes, meeting. I do. I really do. It speaks to me. It's funny because my school didn't have a PTA. Um, but while Willie is burning alive, the sco- they're dithering over things like cafeteria menus. And- it, it, it's the notion that Willie will honor the Robert's rules of order for the PTA <laughs> yes. as he sits there burning alive. Well, and yeah. Skinner's like, Willie, please. Mr. Van Houten has the floor. And then Kirk Van Houten's like, I don't like the idea of Millhouse having two spaghetti meals in one day. <laughs> Just, and, and then he cleans up after and himself. And then he sweeps up. Yes, yeah, sweeps his he own ashes. He disintegrates into like, ashes and then sweeps himself up, throws yeah. himself it's in the garbage. It's so great. Um, and I feel like the story from there sort of proceeds how a, a Nightmare on Elm Street uh, movie is going to go where yeah. they have to fight him in dreams. But I thought the act, the animation in this I thought was really good. Not to get too like you know wonky about yeah. it, but like this is the one where at the beginning it's that sort of Chuck Jones animation for yes, one of Bart's right. dreams. And then later like Willie becomes this giant spider with like the main part of him as a bagpipe. And I don't know. There's a lot of really cool... They go to a lot of really cool there places is, in the I, dreams. I had this note for a later episode about all this lay it down now since yeah. we're talking about it, which is there is a charm that is lost when the Simpsons went from you know, and I understand why for budget reasons, went from that hand-drawn and hand-painted <clears throat> style into the computer-generated you know, yeah. style. And 
this episode is just full of that. The other, there's another episode, which I won't ruin it, but but that has so many nice touches that come from the imperfectness yeah. of it. Yeah, and I think this is one of those um, moments, especially the the scene where Willie, as the bagpipe spider, rises out of yeah the, the sandbox, the sinky sand. The sinky sand. Yes, and <laughs> yeah. it's just like it's not. It's just something about it that's lovingly handcrafted yeah. that I miss from. from and they did a really good job with Willie uh, doing the Freddy Krueger punning thing that uh that uh i don't know it's really that's a good thing to latch onto when you're parodying uh freddy Krueger. can you handle a live tongue that yeah, yeah 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 you've mastered a dead tongue can you handle a live one yeah that's oh, really yeah good. Martin, uh, martin's latin dream <laughs> it's a martin it's a solid episode for sure yeah all right number nine. Oh, lisa you and your story barty's a vampire beer kills brain cells now let's go back to that building thingy where our beds and TV is. This is Bart Simpson's Dracula when the Simpsons go to visit Mr. Burns at his home in Pennsylvania. Pennsylvania. <laughs> God, I love that so much. That's maybe my favorite line in the segment, <laughs> honestly. Um, it's, it's this this is their obviously takeoff on Bram Stoker's Dracula, which at that point was several years old, yeah. so it was the time yeah. is weird. But whatever, I guess they decided. It's a really they were kind gonna... of loving tribute to it too. They it really is. touch on a lot of aspects. They of do. It. They give him. They give Mr. Burns the crazy two bun haircut and they <laughs> the shadow doing different things shadow than play. he does. Yeah. yeah, it's cute. Yeah. Um, and and uh, but I, I mean, it, some of the funniest stuff happens before they even get there, like that Mr. Burns buying the blood bank and they don't understand what <laughs> the what kind of supernatural police incompetence of handling <laughs> the case. They think they're looking they for found a the Dracula werewolf. cape, and then they uh, we think it's a mummy, and then they go. <laughs> oh to, yeah, a mummy to uh, burn the uh, <laughs> the Egyptian, yeah. the Egyptian wing Egyptian Egyptian or the thing yeah. where they're on their way to it, and Marge goes, "Have has everybody washed their necks?" Like Mr. Burns has requested. <laughs> and Homer produces this <laughs> <something> rag. <laughs> Um, yeah. And at the very beginning of the episode in the preamble, it's the whole, they're dogs and, and they're playing poker. Yeah. The night gallery parody. Yeah. yeah. Um, and then there's, you know, they get there and there's a super fun happy slide. Lisa's suspicious. Yes. No one else gets it. And then the super hunt, the super fun happy slide is kind of funny, but really what makes that moment for me is the animation. And there's this animation where Homer's so excited that he sort of just like does this weird, like baby bird kind of super excited <laughs> thing where his elbows like kind of go over his eyes in the animation yeah. he's just like so excited it's up there when he's excited for the chili cook-off the, yeah. the chili cook-off dance this is the cook-off <laughs> it's, yeah, it's, yeah, yeah. it's akin to that yeah I love that there's but there's nice animation in this one too when Bart gets yeah. to the bottom of the slide he does a roll and then they're all the dra- all the vampires are upon him and it's, yeah. uh, it's very funny this is also the one that ends They a lot of these segments they don't really know how to end them so mm-hmm. sometimes they just end and this one is the uh that everybody sort of converges on Lisa as vampires and then it's happy Halloween and then they go into the Charlie Brown uh, yes. uh, sort of whistling. All thing again, yeah. Which I know we've talked about which one Simpsons animation cell would yeah. you want to have? If, and uh, I'm looking at right now Homer with the cowboy hat yeah. and the air horn. <laughs> yeah. But the one where they're all making the, uh, the Peanuts uh, sort of Faces. Christmas Carol singing. Yeah. With the, with the, the lips. Yeah. And the I really, heads. I don't yeah, know. That really appeals to me. Uh, this is also and the, Milhouse playing the piano like Schroeder and yes. Santa's little helper dancing like Snoopy. That mm. whole thing. This is also the episode with uh, vampires are make believe like uh, elves and gremlins and, and Eskimos. Eskimos and Eskimos. Another yeah. classic Homer yeah. Simpson line. Yeah, yeah. All right, number eight. 
And over here is our crowning achievement in amusement technology, an electronic version of what you call table tennis. Your primitive paddles have been replaced by an electronic... Hey, that's just Pong. Get with the times, man. Marge and I played that old game before we were married. Well, we did build this spaceship, you know. Anyone from a species that has mastered intergalactic travel, raise your hand. Bar puts his hand up. All right, then. Oh, <laughs> <laughs> uh, I love Kang and Koto. Sorry, not to step on no, your no, joke, no, but I please. love Kang and Koto so much. And this is their, this is their, their inaugural. I, this is why I feel this uh, this segment should have charted higher. Eight is eight is too low for this one. Yeah, I think that's probably my fault because I didn't rank it at all. Way to go, Joe. <laughs> Sorry, guys. <laughs> um, you know how I feel about early seasons of The Simpsons. I do. Um, and I feel like you can even hear it in there where Homer voice is still yeah. kind of rough around it's still got that Walter um, Matthau quality to but it, it's yeah. a really strong segment it's it's the title is Hungry Are the Damned and this is part of the problem where I can never looking at that title it always takes me forever to realize that it's a hang, uh, Kang and Kodos yeah. segment because Hungry Are the Damned seems like it's about like vampires or demons or ghosts or something like that yeah. and not aliens because um, aliens aren't damned they're just regular creatures <laughs> they're you know no the Simpsons it. are the damned okay fine they're the ones that are actually eating. Point Ariana. That Just is saying. True. Um, anyway, it's really, this is the one with uh, Tara, the greatest gag in this episode. And you mentioned this to me a couple weeks ago with the uh, the uh, how to cook. Blowing the de- the space dust off the book. Oh, there's still some more space yeah. dust on this How to book. cook people. Blow how off the dust. 40- how to cook four people. Yeah. Blow off the dust. How, how to th- cook four 40 humans. Yeah. It's yeah. really, it's a solid joke. And this also has the, well, if you wanted to, so they, they think they get ported up into the spaceship and they Lisa again is the spoiler and figures out she thinks that they're just fattening up the Simpsons to eat them because they keep feeding them all the time and then they're weighing them and then she finds this cookbook and it turns out it's what what we just said but then um, they they take their suspicions to Kang and Kodos who are very affronted (laughs) we just prepared a sumptuous banquet frankly you people make pigs of yourselves then James Earl Jones who's in this whole episode starts crying all I wanted to do was make a nice meal for you well if you wanted to make Sarok the preparer cry (laughs) mission accomplished which to me is that alone means this one should go yeah the Simpsons go back and do a lot of parodies of the the, um, Twilight Zone this is one of them the other one is the terror at five and a half feet which is the the school bus episode with the gremlin there's a gremlin on the side of the bus and it's uh, yeah, which is my which, man which, which is light on laughs, but it yeah, is. yeah, mm-hmm. I like it. It does it's, have it has its moment. moments, yeah. but uh, um, I do like this one because it's it's the de- debut of Ken Kodos for a long time before they kind of like with everything with the Simpsons just kind of drove into the ground yes. after a while. But they were so good. And going back to our first episode, we were talking about the uh, quality of the animation at this point. Mm-hmm. It's it's still a little bit rough. Like it's before they kind of like nailed a lot of the character reference stuff. <laughs> yeah, but. <laughs> There's so much more slobbery in this episode. Yes. And I went and watched the uh, the second one that they're in, uh, Cit- uh, Citizen Kang. Yeah. Um, and this, 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 they're still slobbery, but they're not as like gooey slobbery and all over the place. And that's not the don't... second one. That's quite a bit later. Oh, okay. But whatever. It's later. Yeah. They, they, they tone it down and stuff. But I just kind of love the, the rawness mm-hmm. of this episode. And the color work in this episode is really good, too. There's, there's, there's a lot of great stuff where they're sort of 
you know, there's there's where they're getting beamed up. There's that whole greenlit yes. stuff at the yeah. beginning. That sort of like, and this is before you could just easily computer color yeah. this stuff. This is all done, you know, with with, yeah. with glass and matte paintings and, you know, actual paint and stuff. So. Is this the one, this is one of the seasons I don't own. Is this the one where uh, Homer is in the back with the with the grill? Yeah. Yes. And he's spraying the... Uh, all the, the accelerant on it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And he's and the whole big fireball comes up. Because that's a joke yes. they repeated yes. when yes. he did the... the uh, BBBQ, yep. the extra B is for BYOBB, yeah, yeah. where he sprays, 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 and then it just lights then, as normal. Mm-hmm. Yeah. But this is the, the other shot that you love, Dave, is when uh, one of Kang or Kodos is watching Margie and with a huge, like, slavering grin on his face. <laughs> like, what are you looking at? Your wife is quite a dish. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> yeah it's a good episode. And I really, the Kang and Kodos stuff, I was in, I was in for, for sure. Yeah. yeah. I'll make a wish that can't backfire. I wish for a turkey sandwich. On rye bread, with lettuce and mustard, and and I don't want any zombie turkeys. I don't want to turn into a turkey myself, and I don't want any other weird surprises. You got it? Hey. Mm. Mm. Oh. Mm, not bad. Nice hot mustard. Good bread. Turkey's a little dry. The turkey's a little dry. Oh, wow, the cursed thing. What demon from the depths of hell created me? This is number seven, Lisa's Nightmare. Better known as the Monkey Paw episode. Yes. Uh, It's Bart's birthday. Homer's forgotten to get him a gift, so he goes to a curio shop. And, uh, oh no, wait, that's a different one. I totally missed him up. That is a different one. Sorry. That'll come later. (laughs) They're in Morocco on vacation. They're in Marrakesh. Mar- yeah. Yes, and Homer thinks it doesn't make any sense that Princess Grace would want to live there because he's mixed up with Monaco. <laughs> so he uh, is in, they're in the bazaar and he finds a weird vendor and buys this monkey paw that has the power to grant wishes. And as each wish is, is made, one more finger of the monkey's paw curls down. So it's typical, careful what you wish for because it Fasty never turns out. Exactly. Yeah. Until, until uh, the monkey paw lands in Flanders' hands and everything goes great for Flanders. Uh, it includes a lot of little bits. Like the episode isn't, uh, doesn't have any like super long memorable laughs, but it's like consistent with yeah. little jokes and little audio cues. The Get a mammogram, thing, man. <laughs> the little part where uh, Homer's explained to the rest of the family where he got the monkey's paw and is like, I just got it from the vendor over there. And it's just like a dirt devil swinging there. And it's all <laughs> mysterious. And he's like, oh, wait, it's over there. The two feet <laughs> the over. The guy's laughing all crazy weird with like two teeth You'll in be head. sorry. He reminds him. And uh, another weird, weird moment where Homer's just watching this, you know, the the Swami guy doing his little uh, contortionist routine. And then he walks away in his ears like, I could do that, but I don't want to, which is one of my one of my lines I use a lot. Yeah. Um, the sandwich clip we heard at the beginning, which is near the end of this episode, is such a classic Homer moment. I, I just love it. And is this before Homer became a buffoon when he was just sort of like crappy dad a crappy dad but he sort of still had like rules of engagement sure you know the things that he was stupid about things he wasn't stupid about yeah. you know like he was never stupid about child care right you know what i mean like it's, at a certain point he just became terrible in so many different ways mm-hmm. but at this point you know and he's he still has a genuine love of food that yeah. really was enduring and not just like stupid which it became later it was right and this 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 whole turkey thing where he wishes for it and he's he's now kind of understanding sort of how he's the Faustian bargain yeah, works yeah, yeah. and he's like making all these you know 
contractual sort of like asides like i want the I turkey i don't want to turn it into a turkey myself I, yeah and i don't want it to be dry and i want yeah. lettuce i want mayo blah 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 and uh and of course he gets it and it's yeah. like oh turkey's a little dry the turkey's a little <laughs> dry it just goes crazy i don't i love that moment it's just yeah. a great homer moment classic like classic yes. homer moment in the sense that this is what homer yeah. should uh, should have been yeah forever. and i think i read this short story in school maybe like five school years in a row from like seventh grade up through maybe tenth grade where it was just like every year it was the monkey's paw and i always thought it was their subtle little way of making us uh conditioning us into not wanting too much monetarily out of life because it would ultimately end up backfiring on us this episode also has um kangan kodos in it and uh when flanders gets a hold of the monkey ball after the simpson family has gone through all their wishes and they're all disasters he wishes for world peace yes and part of that is no lisa has already wished for world peace and it backfired right and then he wishes the aliens aliens would go away and so the what happens is now that um, the aliens have no weapons and like Mo has a, a board with a nail in it. It's like, run away. <laughs> he has a board with a nail in it. Um, but there's this moment with Kang and Kodos in the episode where they're laughing at humanity. And it's one of those moments where it's like, this is going on a long time. And the timing is perfect now. It's something like 17 seconds or something like that. I, can't, I didn't time it. But later on, like if you watch Simpsons from the last seven ten years or whatever they'll do these sort of jokes but it feels so much like they just ran out of stuff to write about and then the things go on for like 45 seconds yeah and it seems to be this notion that that is funny and the longer you go on the funnier it is or that it's an ever-repeating cycle of oh that was funny now it's not but now it's funnier now it's not now it's even funnier but really it isn't like there is a Sancho Bob standing on, stepping on the rakes comes along once in a blue moon yes, in the life of a show. Exactly. Yes. And I just felt that the Kang and Koda's laughing moment here was just indicative of the care they took yeah. with their with their writing and their timing in this era of The Simpsons. It yeah. was just like, it was yep. really funny and it was perfect and it didn't drag on too long. Yeah. Yeah. All right. Number, number six. six. Five to six. Strike you as odd that Uder disappeared and suddenly they're serving us this mysterious food called Uderbraten? Oh, relax, kids. I've got a gut feeling Uder's around here somewhere. <laughs> After all, isn't there a little Uder in all of us? <laughs> in fact, you, you might even say we just ate Uder and he's in our stomachs right now. <laughs> Wait, scratch that one. Uh, this from uh, Treehouse of Horror 5 in season 6, Nightmare Cafeteria, which made the faculty at Springfield Elementary gen- genuinely terrifying. I There's thought. a shot where um, Lunch Lady Doris is coming out of the kitchen yeah. with the with the egg the, beater. The bloody egg beater. Her face is legitimately creepy. Yeah. Or yeah. even when like when Krabappel and Skinner start getting fat from eating all the children <laughs> yeah. and just Krabappel staring at the five kids who are left in her class and uh wendell drops the pencil off of his desk and she just goes detention. detention yeah it's or or the uh the veal cages yes. for the little kids in detention yes. when uh when martin's stuck in the the tiny little cage and then skinner goes uh quit struggling you'll make yourself all tired and stringy oh i'm gonna go check on the free range children <laughs> and it's just the kids wandering in a pen yeah um this I correct me if I'm wrong. This doesn't seem to be a takeoff on any particular no, thing from pop no. culture. It's just, wouldn't it be horrifying yeah. if? Um, and you clipped the exact right part. Obviously, the Uderbraten, uh 
I love when they can make Uter into a good joke. The one with the gremlin on the car where uh, Bart has to ultimately... Would you like a lick of my flavor pop? Lick of my flavor pop? And then he goes, I also have marzipan joy joys. Like, it's... And on the package, mitt iodine. Yes, mitt iodine. It's, it, that is a character that I'm glad, and I haven't watched all of the last 10 seasons sure. or so of the show. I'm glad they never really uh, overexposed Uter, mm-hmm. as far as I know. Cause that's Did a- they bring him back after the Disney, Disney episode where, oh, where he's killed? He, he's- Pummeled by the We've returned Civil War. with his fewer children just than ever. closure. Did they ever get closure? Did they bring him back? I, I don't, don't know think they so. Did. Yeah. yeah. Um, we just and, want closure. <laughs> <laughs> but it's, uh, and this is another one. This is the, the last segment of the episode uh, where it ends on that really random note where the fog, it was a, it all a dream. It turns people inside the out. The fog turns people inside out and then they do that chorus line. I was, I was shocked the first time I saw that because it is really graphic. Yeah. It's really graphic and then... And the, they all screaming and even the baby turns inside out. And then the dog starts gnawing on parts um, and, and drags him away in the street. It's, you know, like a, yeah. a and who streak. knew Marge's hair was full of like bones and cartilage <laughs> and veins but it is. Now we know that. This is one that it's made the list. Enduring, I would believe it. This is one of a few that made the list that uh, I, didn't, I didn't vote for. Oh you did? Yeah it's not in my top 10 but it's I do the Uter part is, is, is great. It's really it's good. Classic. Remember the advice your father gave you on your wedding day? If you ever travel back in time, don't step on anything, because even the tiniest change can alter the future in ways you can't imagine. Fine. As long as I stand perfectly still and don't touch anything, I won't destroy the future. Stupid bug! You go squish now! Oh, God, I love that line. Uh, this is number five, uh, Time and Punishment. And Tara, you have to take the lead on this one. I'm interested because I know this is one that yeah. you didn't vote for and you hate this one. Really? I don't hate it. That's but what I, you said the other day. Yeah, I did say that the other day. Um, you can't get away with this when you live with somebody. First of all, let's 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 tackle what was in the clip with Grandpa talking about yeah, his wedding day. Yeah, let's do. Yes, Because you know who wasn't at Homer's Tara wedding Ariano, day? Tara Ariano, Continuity Cop. Grandpa Simpson. Wait, you're... The yes. Halloween episodes are not exempt from this? Yes, exactly. That was what I said. I feel like they are. I feel like they are, too. To me, they're not. All right. Okay. And what else about this episode did you not like? I just find this... <laughs> I realize how ridiculous this is about to sound as I'm saying it, but I was going to say it anyway. The whole thing with the to- hand in the toaster is a little contrived. Oh, that's so <laughs> funny, though. Come on. Uh, and he gets I, stuck in the toaster randomly, and he goes flailing around Twice. the kitchen, and then he like sits down sort of happy defeated tired eddies and oh daddy got your hand back in the toaster and he freaks out again oh, come on that's funny i don't know i just oh, find that the, i feel to me that's a weak way to get into it hey you told me to take the lead yeah I am. yeah, yeah. All right. the part that i do like though is when he says uh i can fix this i just need the right tool and the look on his face as he he's the grim determination <laughs> as he rears his arm back with the rock in it is very funny um, the rest of it, I find it, I could take or leave. And the, the line where he's like, I'm the first non-Brazilian person to travel backwards in time. That makes no sense. It does make no sense. And I always wondered about that line. So this time when I heard it, I'm like, okay, I'm actually going to look it up. Yeah. Well, I was on, and this doesn't make me any better than anyone. In fact, I'm worse. But at the time yeah. that this aired, I was on like Simpsons News, Usenet groups. Usenet. That's how long what ago was this the Usenet was. Name? Alt.tv.simpsons. <laughs> But it, uh, and everybody was trying to fan wank that line, like yeah. trying to, I th- I'm think it's a reference to Gabriel Garcia Lorca, really. Uh. Like people really were, or no, Gabriel Garcia Marquez. Yeah, yeah. Um, Who is what? He wrote um, 100 Years of Solitude. Yeah. Exactly. That's not what they were talking about yeah. in this episode, it, but I don't know well, what they Well, apparently were. the original line was, we're the first non-fictional uh, 
person to travel back in time. Okay. And then Peabody and Sherman or whatever yeah. his name is, yes. you know, and, and say that line, which then they just decided to change it to make it weirder. That like it's just weird. like a non sequitur. Yeah. And- See, that part of it totally got swallowed up by uh, when Peabody and Sherman show up and uh, the dog just goes, quiet you, yeah. <laughs> which is maybe my favorite delivery. Like it's such a, uh, it's perfectly dismissive. And, yeah, well, that's what he, and yeah, then they yeah. repeat it again later when uh, they turn into Kang. The slow point of this Kang episode Kodos. is a lot of the re-education stuff isn't terribly funny. There's no. some good stuff in there. Like I do, I do enjoy the, Look at little brain. Just yeah, Mo talking the... to his own brain is hysterical. Yeah, that's funny. Yeah, and but then when he shows up to the uh, the ideal uh, existence where he lives in a mansion yeah. and everybody's rich and uh, it rains donuts, it, it rains donuts. But his favorite thing about it, or on the list of things about it, is when Lisa's like, uh, "We got to get ready to go to Patty and Selva's funeral," and he's like, "Oh, rich, runs the checklist. Rich family. Yeah. Everybody's <laughs> nice. Sisters-in-law dead. It's yeah." Yeah, and then he leaves before he realizes yeah. the rain was donuts. And it cr- it completes the triumvirate of that episode of Willie getting an axe in the back in every segment. Yes. And this one is randomly by Maggie, who's voiced by James, James Earl Jones. Jones. Yeah. I like the surreality. Universe. Yeah, uh, that is a great I like how surreal it all was. Number four. Ladies and gentlemen, 73-year-old candidate Bob Dole. <laughs> Abortions for all. <laughs> Very well. No abortions for anyone. Hmm. Abortions for some, miniature American flags for others. In a nutshell, American (laughs) politics. I will say, for as much as Bob Dole references have not aged well at all, uh, that joke is as timeless now as it ever has been. Um, what does this start with? Homer's fishing. Homer's fishing and he yeah. gets abducted. And Kang and Kodos are planning on destroying the world. So they need to get to the leader of the world, who at that moment was Bill Clinton. But the next week, it could be Bob Dole because there's an election. It was never going to be Bob Dole. <laughs> um, there was a chance. There was, yes, there was. There's always a chance. Not a great chance. No, it was not a great chance. Um, it's a nice little skewering of American politics and. Uh, the, the I think the scene everybody remembers besides that uh, abortion quote is when uh, Kang and Kodos as Dole and Clinton are holding hands walking down the street. And, if you uh, have a better way of exchanging long protein strings, we'd love to hear it. <laughs> um, it's again, it can feel really, really dated because yeah. of the the thematic material. But I feel like there's a part, there's enough of it that's timeless. The the jokes are really really strong the best Kang and Kodos stuff and this was like season eight at this point just after Homer reveals Kang and Kodos to the uh to the you know the mob in front of the Capitol building yeah, yeah, yeah. and uh then they just go what are you gonna do it's a two-party system <laughs> and then there's one guy in the crowd like I'm gonna vote for somebody else like throw away your yeah, vote sure throw your vote away. it's not a particularly Halloweeny episode but no, it's yeah, really it's, good yeah um there is the uh the whole soaking Homer with rum the, the really no con- one will believe it's the convoluted high tech machine yeah. that slowly, you know, peels yeah. itself out of the center console yeah. and then discourse him with Rob. Well, and I also like uh, Clinton and Dole's reaction after they get uh, abducted and they're just floating naked in the vats of goo. Uh, that was sort of perfectly like Clinton was kind of weirdly into it in yeah. a way that was disturbing. Yeah, and voiced by Phil Hartman. I was going to say, yeah. may he rest in peace. May he rest in peace. Uh, the other line, I, a couple of things I like about this episode is uh, Homer's Jillian, <gasps> nude conspiracy, <laughs> <laughs> and uh, the classic line, uh, "Don't blame me. I voted for. I voted for, for Kodos. Kodos. Yeah. yeah, absolutely. All right, 
Here we go. Number three, my number one on the list, but clocking in at number three. <laughs> oh, Homer, did you eat that donut? No. <laughs> uh, you're wide behind. Won't save you this time. Hey, Bart. Hey. <laughs> <laughs> That's uh, Flanders as the devil in The Devil and Homer Simpson, uh, in which Homer sells his soul for a donut. And then figures out, is smart enough to figure out if he doesn't finish the donut, then the devil yeah. won't get his soul. Yeah. But then he eats the land of he's the donut weak, anyway. He's weak enough to not be able to follow through. Exactly. Yeah. So it's their devil and Daniel Webster takeoff, I guess. I don't even know. It's really yeah. solid throughout. This is like yeah. one, one of the segments that yeah. kind of is a solid. This chair be high, says I. I love that line so much. <laughs> Blackbeard in a voice that's indistinguishable from the sea captain. Exactly. For years, I remembered that line and be like, remember that episode with the sea captain? And I couldn't find it. And then it's in this one. Mm-hmm. The, uh, in the, high chair. the composition of the jury of the damned yeah, yeah, is yeah. excellent. There's like Lizzie Borden, Benedict Arnold, yeah. Blackbeard. John Nick, Dillinger. Nixon, John Nixon Dillinger. Was still alive. Nixon, yeah. And somebody else. And then the like starting lineup of- six, six Philadelphia Flyers from yeah. like 1972 or whatever <laughs> yeah. it was. And it's great. It's just like they're all like retro. Dave, uniforms. you might know the answer. Did the Flyers ever have blue and white uniforms? I don't uniforms? think so. I looked it up. That's Pittsburgh. That has the that blue used and to white. have the blue and white. Yeah, yeah, that really. I was just like, hmm, sportsy. The sportsy sense is a mistake here. <laughs> yeah, um, but there's also Homer going to hell. Yeah, and then he, in he hell, has to spend one day in hell in the ironic punishment, punishment. division. Oh, so good, <sighs> really good. So first he goes and he has to eat all the donuts in the world because he likes donuts, which of course he breaks the system because he actually eats all the donuts in the world. Mm-hmm. He yeah. just wants more. Yep. Um, and then the one little touch that I like that's not an audio bit is the character design of the imps yes. of hell. <laughs> they are really cute. <laughs> like they're, they got these big giant eyes yeah. and they're all just like, you know, they kind of have a skittery quality to yes, them. It's kind great. of adorable. Mm-hmm. And they got claws and they're all just always smiling around. And sure. Also an all-time great Lionel Hutz moment where he's making the case and he says, Webster's defines a contract as an agreement with two people that's unbreakable. That is unbreakable. unbreakable. And yeah. then he runs out of the window. <laughs> yeah. This is also, we see uh, Hutz combing his hair with a fork that he keeps <laughs> in his inside <laughs> breast pocket. Yeah, I don't know. This is, it's, it's my favorite episode. I think it's a very Halloween-y episode, and it goes yeah. through a lot of phases. And like it's it has a nice, minutes. sensitive ending, too. It does. Yeah. And which I'm which, surprised it ranks so high for you for that reason. No, because, and I said this in the podcast before, is that is what The Simpsons has lost, yeah. is that that connection back to the, the, the you know I, I hate to say it but the whole family value system that sort yeah. of grounded all the wackiness of mm-hmm. it and when you have all wacky it doesn't work right because the resolution of the episode of the segment is they discover a note that Homer wrote to Marge on his wedding day when he when his father was not there <laughs> And Homer choked, a, he ate the whole wedding cake and had to go to the hospital and he uh, pledges Marge his soul. So they yeah. d- the court, the, the jury determines he, it was not his to give. So yeah. the contract is broken. Right. And, and Flander goes, oh. Yeah, and a nice touch having <laughs> Ned Flanders as the devil. Yes. The one you least suspect. The one you least suspect. Yeah. And that Bart knows him. Hey, Bart. Hey. <laughs> All right. Number two. Take this object, but beware. It carries a terrible curse. Ooh, that's bad. But it comes with a free Frogut. That's good. The Frogut is also cursed. That's bad. But you get your choice of topping. That's good. The toppings contain potassium benzoate. That's bad. Can I go now? (laughs) Uh, This is a clown without pity. Uh, This is the one that started as Tara started to describe... uh, Homer forgets a birthday present for Bart, goes to the curio shop, very uh, gremlins-y. Yes. Uh, and then buys the doll that 
crusty doll. The house of out- evil, your one-stop shop for all your <laughs> for all evil needs. Um, and then so he brings home the doll and soon to find out to his dismay that the doll wants to kill him. So then it gets into a little child's play sort of thing. Right. The doll wants to kill him and he and he goes back to being a regular doll when anybody else is around so nobody believes Homer. And then the part where uh, finally the crusty doll is jumps onto his head and sort of has his hands over his eyes and Homer's running through the kitchen and he goes, the doll's trying to kill me and the toaster's been laughing at me. <laughs> Such a great I have that line. note too. Oh my god! Oh god, yeah. I love that line. Um, there's a lot of really good small moments in this yeah. episode. Yeah. Like it is jam packed. Well, and I love the surly, the surly repair guy who shows up and who has just, the voice of sarcastic guy, but is yeah, not sarcastic. But is not sarcastic guy. Yeah. And he says, "See, uh, your problem is you got it set to evil, and it's just the little switch that goes." <laughs> from- my favorite little moment is when uh, Homer tries to dispose of the crusty doll by throwing him in with the laundry and going to throw him in the river. <laughs> yes. is, you think you can defeat me with your dirty sauce? Actually, you're making me a little... <laughs> well, then he goes to the bottomless pit where yes. everybody's throwing things in and this one guy goes, I was a fool to think anybody would want nude photos of Whoopi Goldberg and he drops the box in and then it, it gets just thrown back. gets thrown right back. Yeah. Um, there's, a, As I said, a lot of Poor small Whoopi. moments I love I in this one. There is a great piece of animation right at the beginning where they're doing that Hollywood tradition of passing around food and pretending as various body parts. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And... Um, and <laughs> uh, there's a part where I think it's in that part where Lisa's just going crazy for some reason, and she's got this cross-eyed animation. Yes, yes. the doll from hell yeah. or something like that. And it's, like, ah, and it's just like yeah. cross. It's just one of those brilliant stills that the, the Simpsons can do. Pull yeah. it once in a while. Um, the end of the Froger scene we played, where Homer is sort of looking for guidance on on for reaction on the <laughs> chemical list. Yeah. There um, is 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 great. Um, what else? Um, well, oh, end- oh uh, when they uh, <laughs> when Krusty is first on the couch with Homer and he first declares his intentions and he's coming up to him and then the string yes is back he starts pointing at it and Homer Pulls obliges him and he comes back at him. I don't, yeah, it's, it's well, I like the end too, where the uh, the crusty doll now that he's good has still has to live out his existence <laughs> yeah. in the Barbie house with the non-responsive Barbie doll and the Homer singing his personalized Oscar uh, Meyer Wiener hot dog song to <laughs> yes. himself in the tub. Before, uh, before yeah. the doll comes and get him, oh, I don't know. It's it's super solid episode. It uh, is. And uh, oh, and also the uh, little trivia: it's where the name of television without pity comes from. Yeah, yeah, that's from this episode. I know it's, it has earlier incarnations it, it, as t- town without pity, town which without is what pity. this yes. is a play. On. Yes, exactly. Yeah. But I didn't know that at the time. Yeah. All right, here we go. Num- number one, Joe and Tara is number one. I believe my number two, getting twenty nine out of a possible thirty points. Cable's out. Think I'll have a beer. Hmm. Not a drop in the house. What do you know? Homer, I'm impressed. You're taking this quite well. I'll kill you. I'll kill all of you. Homer! Sorry. Sorry. Don't worry. There's plenty I can do to keep myself occupied. Maybe I'll check out that axe collection. See you later. Mom, is Dad going to kill us? We're just going to have to wait and see. <laughs> <laughs> This is The Shining. The Shining. Obviously a play on I like it when The they, Shining. They take their time filling up to the joke. I feel like they don't yes. do that enough anymore. Yeah. Yes, yeah. I agree. Um, so this is basically, all, practically a one-to-one parody of, yes. of The Shining. That Mr. Burns has them come, hires Homer to be his caretaker at his uh, remote ski lodge. Um, and then as soon as they, he has no beer and no no TV, supposedly to try and keep him on task. Yeah. Uh, 
You ever and think the, that's what made all the other ones go crazy, Mr. Birds? Well, if it turns out you come back and they're all murdered, I owe you a Coke, which is another thing I have a problem with because I reuse that joke too. Oh, yeah? Yes. I believe in the one where Homer gets his head sewn or burns his head sewn on his body. Oh, okay. That's interesting. Anyway. Yeah. Um, it's great. A lot of the of what's most memorable about it is not something that we can translate into the podcast. Like what he's typed has been a win- would be a window into his madness. Yeah, feeling fine, yeah. and then there's a crash of lightning, and Marge sees all over all the walls. But I was making an allusion earlier to an episode where the hand drawn quality, the animation, yes, really yes, lends yes. a lot to it. It was that scene. Yeah, where it's like that weird that three sixty panorama. Exactly. Yeah. 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 Mm-hmm. yeah. Um, but yeah, it's uh, give me that. Give me the bat. Yes. And then he starts making all these crazy faces. Ha ha, you got scared. And then sees his own scary face yeah. in the mirror. <laughs> but it ends with them running into the hedge mage in the snow uh, until they find a TV and then bask in its warm, glowing, warm and glow. Yeah. And this is another one where, where Willie gets the axe. This is one, this of, is the one the of the first one. In all yeah, yeah. Of, yeah, in all three of yeah. these. He's so the Scatman Crothers of the... Uh... So notably, this is the one and only Treehouse of Horror episode where we selected all three segments. All three segments. Yep. Because it's the, the Shinning, the time travel one, and the... Nightmare Cafeteria. Yes. Yes. It's the 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 second part. After Willie has already told Bart that he's he has the shinning, don't you mean the shining? Well, you want to get <laughs> yeah. sued. So later, when uh, Homer goes crazy and Bart goes, "I'm just going to use my shining," Shin. and he or shinning, and he's so angry at having to use the uh, yeah the alternate word. It's it's a segment again that is actually like kind of disturbing and kind of uh, genuinely scary in the way Homer sort of flips out. And the bit. You know, like it's easy to say, oh yeah, whatever now. But the the bit where he just goes through the current at the time, late Here's night Johnny. talk show stuff, that's pretty funny. <laughs> well, yeah. especially when he goes David Letterman and yeah. Grandpa goes, hi, David, I'm Grandpa. <laughs> <laughs> yes. There was a denseness to these early Treehouse of, of, of uh, horror. horror. There's so many jokes yeah. per minute. Yeah. It's that, really... that they cannot keep up with. Yeah. No. Yeah. Yeah. Well, in the very beginning where they're driving down the winding mountain road and it's doing the same thing as The Shining where it's like... And it's, you know, Monday and they mm-hmm. forget to, did you forget to lock the front door? Oh, well, I did. I and a nod to the uh, Sound Alike soundtrack. That yeah. We, we, last, the last episode, we played a little bit of, of The Shining for the for the uh, game time. Yeah. And this this one opens with like almost a note for a note. Yeah. Well, know, it's like for, when they did Cape Fear. Yeah. And they used the yeah. Did they use this? Is it the soundtrack or is it a sound alike? For the Shining? Yeah. I'm not, I think it's a sound alike. The yeah, Cape Fear, that. they used the exact, the yeah, oh, yeah, yeah, soundtrack. Yeah. yeah. Um, the, like, and the denseness at the end, you know, where Homer is about to kill them, but then he finds the portable TV that groundskeeper Willie dropped. Yeah. Um, and then he gets, you know, anger. Yeah. You know, rise to kill rising. Yeah. Yeah. God. Uh-huh. And um, it has the lines where he um, describes TV as teacher, mother, secret, secret lover, lover, and yeah. also let's all bask in the warm, glowing, warming glow. Warming glow. Mm-hmm. Well, I mean, come which on. we used so as, a, episode. as an episode title yeah. for this yeah. podcast just a few weeks ago. And Willie telling Bart not to read his thoughts between the hours of six and eight, because <laughs> yeah. that's Willie's that's time. <laughs> oh, the blood gets off at the second floor usually. It's just so much in this It's episode. a lot. It's, it's, yeah. and Mo you know, as the bartender is the perfect casting yes. choice for a parody like that. And, you know, when I saw this for the first time, I don't think I had seen The Shining 
in oh, yeah? a, in an age appropriate. Right. Like I probably saw The Shining when I was like nine and yeah. didn't understand what the hell was going on. Right. Forgot all about it. Saw The Simpsons thing, loved it, yeah. and then like reloved it all again when I finally actually got around to seeing The Shining in, yeah. at a proper yeah. age. Yeah. Because yeah. it's such a good parody. Yeah, it yeah. is. It's and it's really loving, good. right? You yes, know, it like is. it's something they love and they can yes. therefore totally. treat it, treat it. I feel them. like that's the that's the thing about the best of the Treehouse of Horror ones, particularly the ones that are parodies of certain things. Yeah. Is that you can tell that they really just they love scary movies and Halloween stuff and they want to put their best Simpsons spin on it. So that's our top 10. It was kind of funny that we all picked 10 episodes, but collectively there was only 15 episodes among us. So yeah, yeah. We only the spanned line. from the, the first Treehouse of Horror through the sixth or one, seventh. Yeah. Or yeah. Something like that. So yeah. as it should be. Yes. As it should that's be. That's the golden age. Uh, I just want to talk one moment about uh, the uh, an episode we didn't even nominate that I think some people are going to be going, how about the Raven? Ugh. Yeah. Raven, I think was tedious. A, I thought it's pretentious. I don't, I just think it's, it's, it's novel. It is. It's not funny. No, no. Um, I just think it's, it, it just, I don't know. Something about it that made me think about students that suck up to professors in seminar at university. <laughs> and it's something like it, it's, it's fine. Yeah. You know, like I felt like, they did a little Edgar Allan Poe mm-hmm. thing in the series later with the Telltale Heart. Yeah. Which was better. Much funnier. Yeah. Well, and, and I, I feel like similarly, the uh, Homer Cubed. Oh, oh yeah. Or, we but, said that last time. But when we I watched that again. Homer in 3D is a complete waste of time because they d- he didn't do anything and it yeah. wasn't funny. But there are parts around that where, uh, like, Grandpa shows up and says he can he can get him I just need three stout men to work the bellows and he's in the big <laughs> un, old-timey submarine yeah. thing or uh when uh Homer asks if anybody saw that movie Tron and then everybody goes around like no 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 yes I mean no. here's how I give a pass to <laughs> yeah, for the raven right. if you're an English professor you know you you're allowed to like the raven uh, but my problem is with 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 I think the raven is just so many people <laughs> like it's just like the raven is that episode of the Simpsons right. you know what I mean and yeah. I just like it's they just got some... James Earl Jones to read the raven like yeah it's it's fine I just like I don't think it's terrible but it's just like it's not on my top it's not what I go into the no. the uh, treehouse for yeah. yeah all right guys do you know what time it is I think I do it uh... is. Game time. Spooky game time for Halloween. Yeah. All right, guys. It's the fifth game time of the season. Tara leads Joe three to one. Today, we continue with our Halloween-themed game times with Monster Mash, a game from Derek and Heather from Lunchbag Art, that's lunchbagart.tumblr.com. It's really good. The guy paints stuff on his kid's lunch bag every day Aww. and then posts them. There's a really good one called Six Demon Bag. It was uh, the storm from uh, from Big Trouble in Little China. Uh, it was really well done. It's awesome. really good. Yeah, check it out, lunch, lunchbagart.tumblr.com. Anyways, Monster Mash. Uh, it's simple. I'm going to play you audio clips, and you're going to tell me the monsters or fiends or ne'er-do-wells in the clip. Yes. Okay? Uh, in the case of monster genericism, all right. I.e. I. generic jom- zombie, for example. I will let you know beforehand that I want the title of the production. Got okay. it. Okay. Otherwise, monster character name, please. Okay. okay. Monsters are worth one point apiece. Guess <laughs> as much as you want. Okay. Oh, we're not taking turns? No, you're not. That's right. We're doing that again. I don't like these ones. Yeah. You're better at me than shouting. at shouting, though. 
Am I? You shout faster. As we learned last time, just go straight to the answer. Somebody yeah. might beat you to the punch. <laughs> All right. Are we ready to play yeah. Monster Mash? Yes. Here we go. Number... That was directed at both of us. Yes, it was. <laughs> Number one. We'll tear your soul oh, right. apart. Uh, Pinhead. Pinhead. Yeah, thank you. That was, that was Pinhead. All right. <laughs> Christine? No, you said. Oh, it's Bender is a werewolf in Futurama. Wear car, wear car, wear car. Bender the wear car, correct. Here we go. I want the show. Animaniacs? Tiny Toons? Gnat, Gnat. Oh. The Purple Smurf zombie episode. That wow. was from where they get bitten by the Gnat. Oh, And then right. they all say Gnat. Sure they do. All right. Nobody got that one. I'm surprised you didn't get that one, Tara. You're, you're a Smurf, Smurf lady. I don't know. You love the Smurf so much. Sorry. <laughs> do I do? What? <laughs> Character name. Darth Vader. Michael Myers? Oh, um. Uh, oh, I had it and I lost it. Who are you? Marty McFly! Oh my god. Very well, Joe. Thank that you. was uh, Marty McFly from Back to the Future as Darth Vader from Planet Vulcan. That's right. Okay. Here we go. I want the movie. Help! Help me! Help me! The fly? Nice. Correct. The fly. You like to hear that again? Yes. American <laughs> Werewolf in Paris? What if I played the sound effect? No okay. points. What if I played the sound effect? And then put lens flares in your eyes. Super, Super hate. Cloverfield? Oh, Cloverfield. <laughs> All right, here we go. My beloved Cloverfield. If you're blue and you Young don't know where uh, to go to, Young why don't you go monster. fashion yeah. <laughs> Happy pedance. Here we go. The movie. Cujo. The Wolfman? Close Encounters of the Third Kind? Cut Cemetery. Good guess. Nobody got that one. Matt, you want to shout that one out? John Carpenter's The Thing. Oh! <laughs> the dog with the heads. I kind of like the idea of the two of us. Michael Myers. We'd be quite a team. If you came around to Vampire my Willow. 
Would that mean we have to Correct, smoke? that was Vampire Willow. All right, guys, let's get a little score break. Joe, how many points do you have? Four. And Tara? Two. All right, so lots of game to be played. Here we go. What are your qualifications? Ah, well, I attended Juilliard. Beetlejuice. I graduated with Harvard Business School. I travel quite extensively. I lived through the Black Plague, and I had a pretty good time during that. I've seen The Exorcist about 167 times, and it keeps getting funnier every single time <laughs> I see it. Not to mention the fact that you're talking to a dead guy. Now, what do you think? You think I'm qualified? All Let's right. rent that movie next week. It's so good. It is good. That should be on TV. Should be on TV 24-7. Thank you. Hi, Georgie. Tony Wise is fun. Aren't you going to say hello? Oh, come on, bucko. Don't you want a balloon? <laughs> I'm not supposed to take stuff from strangers. They all float <laughs> down here, Georgie. God. <laughs> so creepy. <laughs> Do I have to see this movie? No. No, you've read the book? No. Don't read the book either. Oh, the okay. book's so good. <laughs> Dave wouldn't it. like it. Okay. Mm. I love it. It's not for Dave's. Uh, Audrey 2. Audrey 2 from Little Shop of Horrors was the correct answer. Here we go. <laughs> scuba do and scuba die. That chicken's Herman not Munster. too young to fry. Herman Munster from the Munsters. Joe is on a tear. You remind me as a babe. Babe with the power. Power of voodoo. You do. Jared remind me as a babe. Goblin King Jared. I knew it was Labyrinth. I couldn't say it because I didn't know the character. Good. Well, well, well. What have we here? Santa Claus, huh? Ooh, Nightmare Before Christmas. The Booger Man. Boogie Man? Oogie Boogie Man. Oogie Boogie, you said it. It's part of the larger. That was Oogie Boogie from The Nightmare Before Christmas. All right, here we go. The movie, please. Cujo? Gremlin. Gremlins, not a Halloween movie, but a Christmas movie. So yeah. it's, it bridges the gap. It does. <laughs> but it I brings do, our worlds together. It does. Like, like the Nightmare Before Christmas. Yes, very, very much so. Here we go. Alien. <laughs> oh, I'm so. Alien. A, no, she just said that. Don't got time to bleed, guys. That's Predator. Oh, oh Predator. The other one. Yeah. Is that alien? Yep. <laughs> Lost. Lost monster. Lost smoke monster. Oh. Goes on for a while, Something too. printing up my receipt? <laughs> the F train? <laughs> the the uh the title, please. What are you talking about? Are you alright? Michael Jackson's thriller. 
All right, here we go. Number. <laughs> Character, please. Robocop. Robocop's not a monster. The Terminator. Nobody? Anybody? You were close with the Terminator. Same director. Alien. That was the Alien Queen. That oh, was the, really? That was the forklift suit battle. I just of saw course. that movie last week. Get away from her, you bitch. Yeah. All right. Let's do a little score break here. Catch everybody up. Shit. Joe. <laughs> 11. Tara. Four. Oh, dear. E. Me. <laughs> here we go. Ready? Are you? Yes. Yes. In theory. <laughs> Ready for? But I've got chocolate sweeties for monstrous chocolate flavor. Well, I've got berry flavored sweeties for monstrous chocolate flavor. Yummy, mummy. Frankenberry. Two points. Wow. Count chocolate and Frankenberry. I was like, she got it. I don't know why we're waiting. Oh, me eat. Cookie monster. I will count them. No, me eat them. The count. Correct. One point apiece. Wait. Well, that one. Why don't we? Cooperate. Yes, cooperate. All right, guys, that was it. Joe, final count. Twelve. Tara, final count. Seven. Joe. Yeah. All right, Joe, on the comeback trail. Congratulations, Joseph. Good job, Joe. Thank you. All right, guys, that's it for another episode of Extra Hot Great. We selflessly watched hours of the simpsons treehouse of horror episodes to bring you our top 10 segments of all time and discover the extra great hot hob hob mind hive mind <laughs> is alive and well we kept the hollywood spirit going with joe's victory in our monster mash game time you can comment on the website follow us on twitter like us on facebook and don't forget to send us your audio and game time submissions all the details on extrahotgreat.com if we use your stuff on the podcast you get one extra credit Extra credits can be cashed in for an extra hot great mini topic of your choosing. So, Derek and Heather, confer and then let us know what you want us to talk about. Remember, we're listening. <laughs> I am David T. Cole, and on behalf of Tara Ariano, Pennsylvania, and Joe Reed. Quiet, you. Thanks for listening. We'll see you right here next time on Extra Hot Great. Wow, George Washington! Take that, Washington! Eat lead, Einstein! Show's over, Shakespeare! Is this the end of zombie Shakespeare?